Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally, your host, and uh, we are two weeks out from the draft. That also means that we have a, a little over two weeks left remaining in in the tenure of Kevin Colbert as the Steelers general manager. And I thought today would be a good time to uh, go back over uh, Colbert's tenure. And everybody likes to remember the misses. They like to think back, well, they blew this one. They blew that one. If you look back over Kevin Colbert's tenure, and he took over in the year in 2000 from Tom Donahoe, uh, you look back at, let's take a look at that first Kevin Colbert draft. Uh, the Steelers were picking eighth. That, by the way, is the only time in Kevin Colbert's tenure as the Steelers general manager that they've picked in the top 10 with a pick that they earned not trading up as they did in 2019 to get Devin Bush. Uh, and that, that pick in 2000, well, that wasn't earned by a roster that Colbert put together. That was earned by the, uh, the by Donahoe's uh, picks. Anyways, looking back at that draft, got Plexico Burris at eighth overall. Now, Brian Erlacher was in the next pickup. So you could make the argument that maybe they should have taken Erlacher, but Plexico Burris was a really good football player. Uh, the Steelers needed him after Troy Edwards flamed out from the year before. If you look back at that at Donahoe's last draft, oh my goodness, um, th- there are some hits, but there's some misses as well. First two rounds, he took Troy Edwards and Scott Shields. In the third round, he got Joey Porter, really good pick. Uh, then Chris Fer- Fair, he had three third round picks that year. Chris Ferris in the third round, Amos Zeroway in the third round, then Aaron Smith and Jeremy Tuman in rounds four and five. So that was kind of Donahoe's thing. He would, he would really do well in those middle and late rounds, but oftentimes the, uh, the first and second round picks didn't hit. Wasn't the case and hasn't been the case largely for Kevin Colbert. Again, Plexico Burst in the first round, Marvell Smith in the second round, longtime starting tackle, uh, left tackle with that. Uh, you got Kendrick Clancy in the third round, Hank Poteet in the, in the third round as well. All right, that, that didn't work out great. Uh, took Danny Farmer in, in the fourth round again. Not great. But then Clark Higgins in round five. Uh, yeah, longtime starter for the Steelers, was a starter on a Super Bowl team, so that worked out okay. And then, of course, the Team Martin pick, that was the Tom Brady draft. They, the Steelers taking Team Martin before they took uh, – before Tom Brady was picked. Uh, you look at the next year, 
Uh, Casey Hampton, uh, they traded back three spots and took Casey Hampton, took Kendrell Bell in the second round. He was the uh, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, they didn't have a third-round pick. Um, took Matthias Nequente in the fourth round, Chucky Akobe in the fifth round. Uh, again, the, the first couple picks or first couple days of the draft were really good to the Steelers there. Uh, in 2002, Kendall Simmons in the first round. That, that's a hit. Um, you know, I, I know Simmons uh, had the, the knee issues, uh, but he was a starting, starting guard on uh, Super Bowl teams. Um, he was a hit. Antoine Randall in the second round. Chris Hope in the third round. Larry Foote in the fourth round. Veron Haynes in the fifth round. Um, you know, Brett Kiesel in the seventh round that year. That's a really good draft in 2002. 2003, they trade up and get Troy Polamalu. Took Alonzo Jackson in the second round. That didn't work out so well. But Ike Taylor, they got in the fourth. Again, a good draft. You get two solid starters at that. Ben Roethlisberger in 2004. Heath Miller in 2005 with Bryant McFadden in the second round. Uh, Santonio Holmes in, in 2006. They traded up slightly to get him. Uh, so they didn't have a second round pick. Took Anthony Smith and Willie Reed there. Not so great, but then took Willie Colon in the fourth round. That's a hit. Uh, Lawrence Timmons and Lamar Woodley at the top of uh, the 2007 draft. Matt Spath in the third round. Um, you know, again, a good a good draft there. William Gay in the fifth round that year. Uh, there was Sharp Mendenhall in 2008. There are still people out there who call Rashard Mendenhall a bust. That could, couldn't be more wrong. Rashard Mendenhall was a very good football player for the Steelers uh, in the games that he played. Uh, you know, he had 4,200 4, rushing yards. He had 95 career catches. Um, they don't make it to the Super Bowl in 2010 without the, the efforts of uh, Rashard Mendenhall that year. Uh, you know, Lima Sweet, Bruce Davis, uh, Tony Hills, Dennis Dixon, Mike Humpel, and Ryan Mundy, the rest of that draft. That you could classify as a subpar draft for Kevin Colbert. But that's seven years, that, you know, that's in 2008. That's his ninth draft with the team. Um, you know, if you look at 2009, people will look at this one as a bust. It, it wasn't. You got Ziggy Hood in, in the first round, longtime starter for their defense. Craig Gerbic, they had three third round picks that year. Craig Gerbic was a 79th pick in the draft, was a longtime starter in the NFL, just wasn't for the Steelers because they had to release him to keep Ramon Foster in 2010 because they had to keep an extra quarterback around after Ben Roethlisberger's suspension and some injuries in, in at the quarterback position in the preseason. So Urbic was their 54th guy. They released him. He was a longtime starter for the Buffalo Bills. That was not a miss. Mike Wallace was a, was a big contributor, 538 career catches, 8,000 yards. Keenan Lewis, a, a longtime player in the NFL. Um, you know, they got A.Q. Shipley in the seventh round that year. A.Q. Shipley is still playing in the NFL. That's not a that's not a miss. So again, not a bad draft there for the Steelers that year. Uh, the 2010 Marquise Pouncey, Jason Worlds again, not a bust. Was a, a team leader in sacks two consecutive years. That's not a bust, folks. He quit playing football early. That's not the Steelers' fault. Emmanuel Sanders in the third round. Uh, they got Antonio Brown in the sixth round. They get Jonathan Dwyer in the sixth round. He was the team's leading rusher one year. So again, not a not a bad draft. Uh, 2011, you got Cam Hayward, Marcus Gilbert, uh, Cortez Allen, they, the, one of the few defensive backs that they've given a second contract to. Um, not a bad draft. David DeCastro in 2012 
with Mike Adams, Sean Pence, Spence, uh, Amala Tomau, uh, Chris Rainey, Tony Clinton, Kelvin Beecham was the last pick in the draft that year or darn, darn close to it at 248, still starting in the, in the NFL. 2013, the Jarvis Jones draft. I know everybody looks at that and you could say, okay, that's a, that's a swing and a miss by Colbert in the first round. And that's perfectly fair, but it took him 14 years to do it. But then he got Le'Veon Bell in the second round. He got Marcus Wheaton in the third round. Again, not, not a, that's not a bust. He had, he was okay. Um, you know, you got Vince Williams in the sixth round. You got Nick Williams in the seventh round. Nick Williams is still a starter in the NFL in the seventh round. Didn't work out for the Steelers, but he was. You know, the, the 2014 draft, Ryan Shazier in the first round, Stephon Tuitt in the second round. Martavis Bryant was in that draft. Um, you know, again, not, not a bust. He, the, his bust rate on first-round picks, first and second round guys, very low. Uh, Bud Dupree in 2015. Yes, San Golson in the second round was a bust, but not necessarily because of what he did on the field. He just couldn't stay healthy. Kept having those foot issues. Uh, but they got Jesse James in that draft. They got um, – uh, Sammy Coach was in the third round of that draft. That's one of the big misses for, for Col- uh, Colbert over his career at the wide receiver, receiver position. 2016, Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Javon Hargrave, Gerald Hawkins, Tyler Medikevich in the seventh round. These guys are all still in the league. You may think Artie Burns is a bust, and certainly he didn't live up to being the 25th pick in the draft, but he's still playing football six years in. He's still an NFL player, as is Sean Davis. Javon Hargrave's a star in the third round. That's not a bad draft. Tyler Medikevich still in the league as a seventh-round pick. Obviously, the 2017 draft, T.J. Watt with the 30th pick overall. Juju Smith-Schuster with the 67th pick overall. Cam Sutton with the 94th pick in that draft. James Conner at 105. There's a bunch of Pro Bowls in that, in that group right there, folks. Um, that's a, that's a really solid draft in the first four picks in the top 105 and you get an NFL defensive player of the year, a couple of all pros, uh, five or six, uh, pro bowls out of that group. That's pretty good. Uh, 2018 Terrell Edmonds, James Washington, Mason Rudolph, Chooks Akor for Marcus Allen, Jalen Samuels, and Josh Fraser. I mean, you got, you got starters out of that group. You got a starting safety, a starting left or right tackle. And James Washington led your team in receiving in 2019. Not a bad draft in, in a long time, start, uh, at least backup quarterback who won you, he's won you some games. That's not a bad draft. So, you know, again, the more recent ones we won't go through because those guys are still largely still on the team. But overall, Colbert, Colbert's work's been really good. And I, I think the thing that you have to look at really with, with, when you're judging Kevin Colbert is what, what has the team done? since he has been the general manager in charge of the personnel. Well, they're 226, 124, and three since 2000. The only team that's better than that's the Patriots. They've been to three Super Bowls and won two. They've had one losing season. That's really good stuff, folks. So, you know, I know a lot of people think, well, it's time for him to go. He's overlived. He's over. No, I'm, I'm sorry. He, don't look at his glass half uh, half full or glass half empty. Look at this as the, the total picture. Yes, Kevin Colbert's had some misses over the years. 
every team does. Ozzie Newsom went several years with the Ravens without drafting a Pro Bowl player. Just a Pro Bowl player. But he's still a really good GM. So is Kevin Colbert. So has he been throughout the course of his career. He's been one of the best in the league to do it. Maybe one of the best of all time. Again, uh, almost a, a six. Uh, he won almost twice as many games as the Steelers have lost in his tenure. In one losing season, two Super Bowl wins, and a third appearance. That's really good. Really good. And that's, uh, you know, only two head coaches in that time period. Really good work for uh, Kevin Colbert. Um, you know, the Steelers will be naming his uh, replacement at some point after the draft, but uh, Kevin will, uh, will retire after the draft. That will be the end of uh, the Kevin Colbert tenure, and uh, he will be missed. Great guy. Um, not an out-front guy, not a rah-rah guy like some of the other GMs around the league. It's never been – he's never been a me-first kind of, of guy. He's never been look at me or anything like that, just kind of gone about his job and, and done the work and, and stayed in the background for the most part. And, um, you know, he should be applauded for that, uh, especially in this day and age. I mean, so many of these guys want to be out front and, and take all the credit. That's never been Kevin Colbert's style. And, uh, again, um, he, he deserves a nice, uh, a nice uh, bit of appreciation, and he deserves to be able to retire and, and do so on his own terms, which is what he's going to do. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to The Dale Lally Show here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Talking about Kevin Colbert and his um, tenure here as the Steelers uh, general manager, I just wanted to share a story um, about Colbert that kind of gives you a little bit of insight in, into the man. Um, so when the Steelers won the Super Bowl in 2005, much like a lot of people did with, with Cower early in his career, with Mike Tomlin early in his career, well, he's winning with with somebody else's guy. So in 2005, people were still saying, well, yeah, the Colbert's Colbert's got him in the Super Bowl. They're in the Super Bowl, but he's winning with Tom Donahoe's guys. Okay. There were a few Tom Donahoe guys on that roster, but Colbert built, you know, built that roster large by and large. Um, 2008. Okay. There were still a few Donahoe guys on the roster by 2010. That was no longer the case. Really, the only guy still left over was like Heinz Ward at that point. I mean, if you look at what Colbert had built at that point, you know, the the stars of those teams, Roethlisberger, Palomalo, James Harrison, those were all Colbert guys. And so at media day in 2010, we're on the, we're on the floor at the, in Dallas at the, uh, at the stadium and what they do for media day is they, you know, they, they put the star players up on the dais. They'll have their own, their, their own platform 
Um, they'll put some coaches and, and you know, some of the more obscure players or, or backup players get spots around the stadium and everybody else just kind of has a kind of hangs around. And so I saw Kevin Colbert just kind of hanging around on the floor. And I, I walked over to him and, and uh, you know, they, they have to be there. They're, they're contractually obligated by the NFL to, to be there and be available. Everybody, everybody in the front, from the front office to the coaches, the whole thing. So I thought, okay, this is the one chance I'm going to get to maybe, maybe get Kevin Colbert to toot his own horn a little bit. And so I walked over to him and I said, hey, Kev, how you doing? And, and I know Kevin pretty well from over the years. I mean, we used to play basketball together at training camp. Uh, Kevin was a pretty good basketball player back in the day. Uh, we could still play at that point. We, we would have games, uh, pickup games with the scouts, some of the media members who could actually play ball. Um, and, you know, they would have coaching interns and things of that nature come in and play as well. And so uh, I, I walked over and I strike up a conversation with Kevin. I said, hey, Kevin, um, this roster is really 98% yours. You built this thing. Um, do you take any special pleasure out of, out of, out of having built this roster and, and, you know, built a, a, a Super Bowl team? He's like, yeah, I, I really don't want to talk about that. That's that. This isn't about me. This is about the players. And I kind of, I'm like, come on, Kevin, you can, you know, you can, we can talk about this a little bit. As people weren't giving you credit back in 2005 or 2008 because you were winning with, with Donahoe's guys. He's like, I, I don't care about that stuff. It's all about the team. And that was just Kevin Colbert. That was really him. Um, it was never about him. He was never a, a me first guy. You know, that, that was one of the things that, that ran Donahoe into trouble with Bill Cowher. And I like Tom Donahoe. Tom Donahoe's a sharp guy, uh, knows what he's doing. But he clashed with, with, with Cowher quite a bit because he felt that Cowher wasn't playing his guys. He thought he was providing Bill Cowher with good football players and Cowher wasn't using them. You know, Mike Vrabel is a, a good example of that one. If, if you look back at the, the Steelers, uh, when they took Mike Vrabel in the uh, what year, that was um, the third round of the 1997 draft. Well, they never really played Vrabel early in his career. They would move him. They would have him at, at outside linebacker one year. Then the next year he would move to defensive end and they'd have him drop 20 pounds and move back to linebacker and put on 20 pounds, move back to defensive end. So by the time his contract was up, they didn't know what he was. New England scoops him up and he goes on and has 10 more years in the NFL and is a really good football player for the Patriots. But that's what kind of ticked Donahoe off about that whole, you know, the whole situation. Like Cower just wouldn't play young guys early on in their careers and it, and it bothered him. You know, Heinz Ward was another example of that. Heinz Ward just, you know, his first couple of years couldn't get on the field, um, you know, so they didn't know what they had with him. That wasn't the case. It was never the case with Kevin Colbert. The man, the man is as egoless as anybody that I've ever dealt with in sports, especially for somebody who's as good as he is at his job. Um, and, and he was the perfect guy for that spot to come in and deal with, with Cower and, uh, and then Mike Tomlin, um, you know, the transition from, from Dan Rooney to Art Rooney. It was a big, 
there was a, a lot that happened there during Kevin Colbert's tenure with the Steelers. And he waded through it all, and he, and he kept the Steelers consistently a winner. It's tough to do in today's day and age, especially with free agency, especially since the Steelers were up against the salary cap nearly every year during his tenure because they were paying team, you know, those, those teams, they had to keep those teams together, you know, by and large. And so, you know, you build through the draft and you spend right up to the cap. You're not a big player in free agency and things of that nature. So um, again, I, I can't say enough about everything that he did here. If you look at it right now, there are five guys in the pro football hall of fame, largely based on, what they did as front office guys. That's Bill Nunn, of course, who was helped the Steelers build those Super Bowl teams back in the in the 70s. Jim Finks, Bill Polian, Ron Wolf, and George Young. We won't include Nunn in that conversation because Nunn really wasn't the general manager of those Steelers teams. He was the assistant GM. But Finks, Polian, Wolf, Young, if you look at their track records, they're not any better than Kevin Colbert's. They're not. I mean, you can you can just look at it and, and, and okay, they built some Super Bowl teams and that kind of stuff. So did Colbert. And, you know, the winning, the records and all that stuff, very similar. Uh, and in many cases, you know, Colbert uh, outshines them. So, we, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a, a Hall of Fame or potential Hall of Fame career coming to an end here in Pittsburgh. Um I just thought it was something I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I don't get to say enough about the guy all that often. Um, done a remarkable job taking the team through some tough, tough situations um, and, and just done a great job with it. Uh, so Kevin Culver's uh, career will come to an end, at least as the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers after the draft in two weeks. Um, the Steelers will then name a successor at some point. But uh, Colbert will step away. Uh, he'll still be around the team. He'll still be there to help out the new GM, give that guy, uh, you know, his insight and wisdom, much like none did over the years. Uh, but that will be it for him. And uh, he'll get to, to walk into retirement, a well-deserved retirement. That's going to do it for the Dale Lally Show today. I'm Dale Lally. I thank you for listening. If you like the show, let us know. Uh, give us a good review. Give us a like. Share it. Uh, let, let people know about the show. Let people know about all of our shows. We appreciate that. Uh, it helps the shows grow, helps uh, keep the bills paid, all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it for today's show. I'm Dale Lally. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.